my friend just sent me pictures of her cats. And I love him to bits. Okay, His name is Peanut. <gasps> Great name. And he is not a peanut. He is never a are. large boy. And large. he is so handsome. Large. He is so handsome. He just, <sighs> he's, he's like... His eyes are gray. His body's gray. He's just entirely gray, and he's I gray, love him. Yes, actually, that's exactly it. Yes, perfect. I call him Master P after Romeo Miller's dad from the Romeo Show. Sure. Yep, Master P, and he's the cutest kitty. I shouldn't say that because. I've got two behind me that are plotting my death as we speak because they don't know what's coming, but they suspect it. Yeah, that Mama's not going to be here. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be home by the time you guys hear this. But oh, have we started already? Oh, did we? I don't know. You didn't introduce the podcast, so how would I know? All right, listen. <laughs> Give me a fucking heart attack thinking that I've just been talking to no one for the past what minute and a half. And of um, course, it's at this goddamn minute that the cat decides to be a fucking <laughs> pain in my ass. You got his little question mark tail going. Dean, <sighs> you got fans. Yeah, sure. We've we've gotten requests for more Bean and more Felix. Mm. But this is crime culture. This is, is not the Felix and, Mo- and I almost said the Felix and Mo <gasps> show. Aww. It's it's not the Felix and Bean show. It's not the Felix and Mo show. Don't tell Mo, Mo please. Show. He will have us put in the stockade. He shall. He shall. That's what he does. Yeah, it's crime culture. And uh, we're back, baby. We're here. We're in it. We left? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Did we, we leave? Left, we left for a portion of the week, and today's That's the day true. we're back. So That's what are true. we talking about? We are talking about Harvey Milk. It is our final episode of Pride. And I do want to preface this with we had a really, I don't want to call it lovely because I I just, the. Informative. Informative is the right word. I just, I'm saying I don't want to call it lovely because it it was very informative and educational and whatnot. But also like the subject matter is not lovely. And um, I don't know whether or not. It's very lovely. Yes, yes. I don't know whether or not they want to be named, so I'm just not going to name them. But if you go to our Twitter page, it's at Crime Culture. You can see the exchange on there. And basically, we did something not that chill. And we, in covering Venus Extravaganza's story, what we wanted to do was keep her story alive to get the word out there so that if somebody does still know something because it wasn't yes it was like 30 years ago 40 years ago but it wasn't that long ago it's not unsolvable the grand scheme of things yes um but as as this listener pointed out to us very just from a point of view that we just did not have the it can also come off as happy pride here's a story about people like you who were murdered and by you we mean the lgbtqia plus community people people happy pride we celebrate you by talking about how you're all getting fucking murdered every day and it's accurate it it's disgustingly accurate that wasn't Um, the place we were coming from but if it came off that way then obviously we need to uh reassess yes um our pick of episodes 
during certain times. Right. And the fact that also, and I mean, I think we do this to a degree, but we could do better. Um, Stories about like, for example, Matthew Shepard, like the, like people who have been murdered, who are gay or trans or what have you, they identify as not heterosexual cisgendered people. Mm hmm. Their stories can be told any time of the year. It doesn't have to be during Pride. Yeah. Just, it's, and we've covered it to a degree, but we can keep doing that because there are people who still are not safe in this world. We touched on this a little bit a couple Mm -hmm. weeks ago, but there are people who are still not safe in coming out with their true identity. There are people who are still discriminated against for Mm -hmm. their identities. And so, yeah, we just, we, it was a little, I, I guess, the, I guess the word that I would use or phrase, I, I don't know, hyphenated, um, it, but it's tone deaf and that was not our intention, but I can totally see it coming across that way. And yeah, it doesn't that, matter what our intention is. If it comes across in a way that offended somebody, then obviously like we, like I said, we need to take a step back and figure out how we're going to, um, uh, pick episodes in the future and i think in a broader sense what we at least here we always try to do is we're not always trying to pick episodes of um the the young murdered white blonde female like we we do try to pick episodes that that show a wide range of i mean obviously we're a true crime podcast so um stuff's not going to be happy Uh, but we do want to bring attention to stories like venus extravaganza which i had never heard before you even brought it up so like that's that's what we always try to do is is pick episodes that maybe you haven't heard of and there's some um some documentary that's out there or some book that's out there about this case or a foundation that was started in memory of this extraordinary person that we want to uh bring attention to so i mean that's always our kind of our intention as well so exactly and Above all else, regardless of what the pop culture significance is or the societal significance, whatever it may be, at the end of the day, and this is especially true in the case of Venus, but at the end of the day, it's to keep these people's stories alive because someday there are going to be people who have never heard of well, first of all, in probably the very near future, there are going to be people who have never heard of you or I. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> but even, like, can you name all of the presidents of the United States? I can only because I can do it in song. All right. Can you do it without <laughs> being... The vice presidents, I can't. All right. All right. Fine. We'll go with the fucking vice president. I, I, the fucking New Jersey education system, I swear to God. Yep. Um, but my point before you so... Did you want me to lie? Annihilate. You know what? It could have helped. It could have helped. I'm stupid, so I can't name all of the presidents of the United States. But the point is, they are such. They they were world leaders at one point. They were so high profile, and yet not everybody knows their names unless you're Haley. Not everybody Mm -hmm. remembers them, and these people some of whom are survivors, some of whom are not, they are not nearly as high profile. Someday, 
they will be forgotten. But if we can just kind of chip away at that and elongate the amount of time that they are remembered and honored, mm-hmm. that's really, that's that's pretty much the point here. Yes, we make stupid jokes and we banter too much and we are way too forthcoming with our personal lives. But, um, like, for example, I ripped my pants in Pilates today. Haley didn't even know that. I ripped my fucking pants in Pilates, like, half Amazing. an hour ago. Um, just right in the crotch, just for everybody to see. I mean, that's where um, you're gonna rip it, right? The, I mean, I, I would... I would wish that it was my like thick juicy ass that ripped them, but no, it was my fucking cooter. Yep. Yeah. So now that you've all heard that too many personal stories, um, but yeah, to bring it, to bring it back, reel it in. We we're going to do better. And we, with that in mind, are we, this wasn't a changed episode. As you know, we scheduled these very far in advance and, we've got so much going on that like we we write them down very yeah, far in advance yeah. we, and everything we write our we, outlines we research yeah, yeah way in advance yeah but um i do think that this is more fitting for the spirit of pride to close it out yes um and so we are talking about that very long intro we are talking about harvey milk today amazing um his name is harvey milk but today is today. okay you got it you got it you're fine we're on. Um, we're all here. We're all here. But hopping right into it, because I think we've kept you waiting long enough, and by we, I mean me. Um, Harvey Bernard Milk was born on May 22nd, 1930, in Woodmere, New York, to Lithuanian immigrant parents William and Minerva, both of whom were U.S. Navy veterans. Oh, wow. Yeah. Minerva was a yeoman. yeoman. I, I worked for the fucking Navy. I think I can say that now. Um, I worked for them, and I can't remember how to pronounce it. It's like... It's like yeoman, yeoman, something like that. But the point is, she was like one of the first women to serve in that position wow. during World War One. Yes, it's big fucking deal. Um, but the Milks were a small middle class Jewish family. Um, they were pretty well known in their community. Um, they were very involved in their community, especially in the local government, and mm-hmm. they had um organized the first jewish synagogue for their the community was called the litvaks so okay. the, the the first jewish synagogue for the litvaks and they also had a department store that was in the litvak community where um milk and his older brother robert worked it was called milk's dry goods and it was founded by their grandfather morris milk and it went on to become the largest department store on Long Island. Well, hey. I know. Um, so, as a teen, Harvey enrolled in Bayshore High School, where he was a very popular student. Um, just And this, he just had that personality, that very enigmatic personality that just continues to reel people in. Mm-hmm. Um, almost like a, a, a politician, I might even say. <laughs> um, but he had... All kinds of interests. Uh, he liked to play, he liked to play football. He liked to play basketball. Um, he also sang opera. Whoa, talented! Yeah, all right, very talented, very talented. Though certain sources, I'm not sure whether or not this is accurate. Some sources said that he was like he sang opera like for his high school or whatever. 
Others said that he sang it, but it was like a passion of his that he kind of kept on the down low because guess what? What? Harvey Milk was gay. I don't know if you heard. I mean, I thought that was going to come up at some point. It's coming up now. Um, he, he knew from a pretty early age that he was gay, mm-hmm. um, as many people do. But because of the way members of the LGBTQ plus community were treated, at the time, the public was very close-minded. Many psychiatrists at the time considered homosexuality to be a mental illness. So yeah. he did not feel secure or safe or comfortable in coming out. So he had several relationships, um, one of which I'm going to touch on later, but he, all of them were kept secret. Um, yeah. He actually said later on that at one point he actually considered as an adult moving to Miami to marry a friend who was a lesbian so they could, quote, have a front and each would not be in the way of the other, end quote. I feel like that happens more than is talked about, or at least yeah. the, the scheme of that happens more than is talked about. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, I know it's like a trope in some sort of way, but it's so sad that that has to happen yeah i'm i'm hoping that that doesn't have to happen too much anymore excuse me for my ignorance on it but that uh, seems i'll tell you after because i don't want to out this person to all of you four listeners but there's a very high profile celebrity that you i think i think we've talked about this i think you and i have talked about oh, this at least I, I think we have um, yes who yeah up until very recently was yeah in that kind of relationship but yeah after graduation moving on um milk attended new york state college for teachers which is now known as state university of new york Mm -hmm. in albany new york where he majored in math and history and he joined the jewish fraternity kappa beta and became the sports editor of the school's paper he also wrote a popular weekly column for the paper where he raised issues about diversity while like reflecting on lessons he learned and that like the community had learned from world war ii which had just ended so he kind of called that back to all all of the you know fucking genocide that was the holocaust as as a jewish man no less but Mm -hmm. um Immediately after he graduated, Milk followed in his parents' footsteps and enlisted in the Navy. And he graduated in 1951 and just jumped right in, went to officer candidate school in Newport, Rhode Island. And then after that, he was stationed in San Diego, where he served as a diving instructor and as chief petty officer on the USS Kitiwaki during the Korean War. Until he resigned as a lieutenant junior grade in 1955 after he was officially questioned about his sexual orientation. Ugh. And thus, bigotry ruins the party once again. Yeah, somebody that wants to, like, serve, serve their country. country. Yeah. yeah. Or, or the and same we thing. And seemed to be doing a hell of a good job at yes. it. Like, was really rising through the ranks. He, like, you were talking about all the stuff he was involved in in college. And I'm like, this isn't the guy that's just going to sit down and, like, smoke weed in a dorm room. Like, yeah. he needs to be out and doing things and being a part of, like, every single different little facet of college life. He seems like the kind of person that, like, wants to be, like, wants to have a hand in every little thing. Wants to try everything. Yeah. Well, and and not just that, but he was very straight-laced. He was like a good 
person. It's the yeah. type of person that you want serving in the military and it, later on, like serving the community and being yeah. like involved in your college campus because he was just he was just a, a and there were, he had flaws and we'll touch on those as well. Yeah, no but, one's perfect. Yeah, but nobody's perfect. He seemed he seemed like a really Stand good, up, genuine yeah. person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's just yeah that that shit pisses me off. But um, so he re- returned to New York and worked as a public school teacher on Long Island before working as an insurance actuary, a stock analyst, and an investment banker on Wall Street in New York City. Oh wow! All right. So something that might come as a surprise to many people is that Milk was a conservative. He started out as a conservative. Um, huh. In 1964, he actually campaigned for Republican presidential candidate Barry Goldwater. And that's where he met his boyfriend, mm-hmm. who was 16 at the time. And he oh. was 34. Remember okay, when I said so- we were going to touch on some- <laughs> so- Yeah, some problematic... Yeah problematic things um yeah 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 that's that's a not as chill that's a not so chill thing that's a not so chill um like i don't care what who you're attracted to maybe nah i know it was a different time but i this was this was like a little bit after elvis and priscilla but that's still elvis and priscilla was also fucking gross (laughs) 16 is still underage yes like I, like a wide age difference, like I'm obviously like everyone do what the hell you want. Yeah. Um. But wide age difference, I'm like, huh. But th- wide age difference with one of them being uh, legally underage is. Ugh. Well, yeah, because I mean, it would be one thing Felix is thinking about it, and he's not coming up here. I'm not going to allow it. Um. It it, it one th- it's one thing if the age gap was for example like 34 and 52 the same the same number of years in between yeah but what's skeezy about it in general we're not just talking about his relationship it's yes that person is they've matured like physically and whatnot to a degree and everything that's not it it's that they're not emotionally mature enough. They haven't, f- their brains haven't fully formed yet. So when you're, yeah, when you're dating somebody who's technically still not fully an adult, physically, mentally, yeah. emotionally, and like, and we'll talk about like, for example, his, his boyfriend who, his name was Jack Galen McKinley. He was very immature. He would like, if, if he felt that he wasn't getting enough attention from, milk he would threaten to kill himself yeah i feel like especially in that type of um relationship the power dynamic is just so far off yes because one person is a legal adult and has Mm -hmm. gone like graduated high school and graduated college and has jobs and everything and is a, a functioning fully functioning adult person and one just got their driver's license last week and just like they always talked about yeah think think if you are over like your mid-20s yeah think of yourself at 16 no and if you don't admit (laughs) that you were a fucking idiot then you're wrong i'm sorry you're wrong everyone's an idiot at 16 i knew it then i know it now 
um but yeah so that that very long-winded just date someone i'm not saying they have to be like your age but just date someone who's an adult um and not just for uh gay relationships literally every relationship oh, yeah no that, that was that was no that was yeah, this out is to all you this fuckers is, make no yeah, mistake this is completely that is completely not the judgment yes no it's got nothing to do with him being gay it's just that i would no. say like i said elvis and priscilla were also fucking gross yeah. um but yeah so mckinley in the late 1960s was working as a stage manager and he introduced milk to director tommy o'horgan and milk and mckinley briefly moved to san francisco for the show that o'horgan and mckinley were working on which was jesus christ superstar <gasps> yes Love. in 1969 nice um and it was around that time that milk became more active when it came to like politics and advocacy um, uh-huh. He began pro- like participating in protests against the Vietnam War. He was heavily against the Vietnam War. Uh-huh. Um, he, if he had it his way before this, he would have. If before he met O'Horgan and this, like I hate to say it, but theater kids, they they change everything once again. Um, he was like I said, he was very st- and he was still straight laced. He still had a moral code and everything after this, but it just kind of like he was like he kind of saw a life in which he could be outspoken and be himself and say like hey like i don't like the vietnam war like and stuff like that so yeah so harvey milk i keep on calling him harvey it's like i like i dove so much into this that i'm like i feel like i know him i don't fucking know him (laughs) um so i'm gonna try to keep calling him milk if that's fucking okay um but he grew out his hair as part of the protest against the war uh, because like you know as john lennon said stay in bed and let your hair grow long or whatever the fuck whatever that was him and yoko wouldn't get the fuck out of bed um but he ended up being questioned about it because that's like that was like an indicator um his employer questioned him about it what and then he basically he refused to cut his hair and he refused to back down against his stance back down about his stance against the vietnam war and they fired him what yeah in the spring of 1970 ew so then around that time he also broke up with mckinley or they broke up i don't know who broke up with whom that did not come up in my research and if mckinley is still alive i don't want to say the wrong thing someone broke up with someone or maybe it was mutual the relationship ended. not me yes um things ran their course but um so he kind of just moved around a bit. He spent some time in New York. He spent some time in Texas. He spent some time in California. Um, and then finally, he after just like kind of finding himself, O'Horgan hired him as a production associate on Broadway for musicals like Lenny and Hair. <gasps> Love. Uh-huh. So, and it was while working on Broadway that Milk became comfortable enough to come out about his sexuality and began identifying publicly and proudly as a gay man. Hell yeah, Broadway. Won't theater Saving fucking do another it. another one. Always, always. Sure as fuck saved me. But um, then in, in late 1972, so jumping forward a little bit, Milk moved to San Francisco and opened up a camera store in the heart of the city's gay community, which was small but growing and growing mm-hmm. rapidly. Um, on Castro Street, 
where it quickly became popular in the neighborhood, as did Milk, who ended up getting the nickname the Mayor of Castro Street. Aw. I know, cute as fuck, right? I like neighborhood celebrities. Yes, and that's really what he was. Like, everybody, like, Castro cameras became, like, a public hangout. It wasn't even just, like, I'm going to go there and get a camera. It's like, oh, I'm going to go see what Harvey Milk is up to. I'm going to go say hi. I'm going to go hang out. And he was just, he, he was... He, like he'd always been likable. I talked yeah. about that earlier, but just the the community, those who knew him, they just loved him because he was charismatic and yeah. had just exuberant energy and this theatrical personality and a great sense of humor. And then he was also just loud and unapologetic about his identity, which is what made him so beloved by his community and beloved by people still and would go on to inspire so many people to live their truth Mm -hmm. and we are fucking here for it and a little over a year later after he moved to san francisco in 1973 milk was partly inspired by wanting to take a stand against what he felt were unfair taxes on small businesses Mm -hmm. so he decided he was going to run for the san francisco board of supervisors I don't know what what that was. I was like, I'm, I think I'm going to yawn, but I also might choke. I don't know. Um, we're doing it live. <laughs> so he lost. I, I go from very, very gleeful to very serious. He lost, but he finished 10th out of... Ter- I can't speak today. Can't do it. 10th out of 32 candidates. All right. Um, out of 32 candidates. Well, yeah, when you said he was running, I'm like, again, a guy that just can't sit down. He can't no. like... He can't like not be involved he can't sit down he's running (laughs) look at you i know um elliot's gonna delete that just out of principle but um he ended up getting seventeen thousand votes and this election even though he didn't win kind of just put him on the map as a force to be reckoned with with local politics and like for example Milk went on to co-found and act as president of the Castro Village Association, which was an organization of like local businesses owned by members of the LGBTQIA plus community. Uh-huh. And he he decided that he was going to do this because some merchants tried to prevent two gay men from opening up a business. And Milk was like, nah, nah. Oh, fuck no. Mm-mm. No, 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 not today. And then a couple years later in 1974... He organized the Castro Street Fair to boost local businesses, especially these businesses that were part of the Castro Village Association. All right. And it took off. It was just so fucking successful. And it served as inspiration for other organizations like it all over the U.S. Hell yeah. We love to see it. So by 1975, Milk was considered to be the leading political spokesman for the Castro LGBTQIA plus community. And when he ran again for the combined San Francisco city county supervisor seat, he lost again, but this time by a super close margin. Okay. And that, so basically San Francisco mayor, George Moscone, was like, we've got to find something for this guy and appointed him to the city's board of permit appeals. Okay. Making him the first openly gay city commissioner in the United States. Mm, okay. But it gets better. Um, on, on Moscone really quick. So he was a pretty good dude. Um, he was outspoken about his stance against police brutality. 
and was an early adopter of gay rights, the gay rights movement. Uh, He, for example, he abolished the city's anti-sodomy law and he appointed several gay and lesbian like members of the community to a number of high profile positions in Mm -hmm. San Francisco. Um, So he was just a big supporter of Milk's early on. He was like, this guy is going to do some good shit. Yeah. And he was not the only one. He was kind of the first one to hop on the train, but other riders of the train include Assembly Speaker and future San Francisco mayor and arguably the star of The Princess Diaries, Willie Brown, San Francisco mayor, Willie Brown. Yes, Yes, we all remember Willie Brown. And future San Francisco mayor, you might know this one, future San Francisco mayor and state senator, Dianne Feinstein. Yeah. Who may not be senator for much longer, but... Diane Feinstein was yo, like, yo, like, let's get Harvey Milk a spot. Yeah. That's pretty dope. I'm not going to lie. She's arguably not really with it anymore, but she was with it then. Yeah. So, yeah. So Milk served in this position very briefly because he was then forced out by the board after he announced his candidacy for the 16th Assembly District in the state of California Assembly. Okay. And he lost again, but this was pivotal because he realized that he could be more successful if he relied on the votes in castro in the castro uh-huh so here's here's so basically the way the city elections were going was that for his 16th assembly district the entire city of san francisco could vote to say whether or not he could be the assembly person okay instead he was like it should just be the 16th district voting okay so he founded the san francisco gay democratic club and with the help of his campaign manager ann cronenberg and mayor moscone he successfully lobbied for an amendment that reorganized the board of supervisors election and replaced citywide elections with district elections so that only the people in the community being served could vote for who was serving them okay other other communities could not decide for them and in 1977 it paid off and milk was elected as a san francisco city county supervisor which made national and international headlines at the time because he was the first i I believe he was the first he was definitely one of the preeminent openly gay elected officials in the united states wow yeah and so right right off the bat he's making a name for himself so he did a lot Mm-hmm. I I I think I mentioned this somewhere else as well, but he spoiler alert ultimately served like eleven months in office. So when I tell you all of this stuff, this isn't over the course of years. Yeah, this is over the course of less than a year. <laughs> uh, this, th- I, I'm talking. I have paragraphs. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> so among some of his accomplishments, he sponsored an anti-discrimination bill for LGBTQIA plus citizens. He established daycare centers for working mothers. He converted city military facilities into low-cost housing and reformed the tax code to revive deserted warehouses and factories and create new jobs for middle and lower class workers. Uh He orchestrated a deal with the Teamsters Union to hire more gay drivers in exchange for him convincing bar owners to boycott Coors Beer because there was a driver's strike going on against them. So he basically was like, if I get all of the bars to support like your 
boycott, will you hire more gay drivers? And they said, sure. And they did. Uh huh. He pioneered the building of coalitions between diverse, marginalized groups like women, people of color, differently abled citizens. Um, he advocated for strong, safe neighborhoods. He co-sponsored a pooper scooper ordinance. All right. Literally cleaning up the community. Um, it just, it, you know, you know the drill. You clean up after your dog. Yeah. Um, and he pressured the mayor's office. To, so his friend, Moscone, no, does not care. <laughs> um, he pressured the mayor's office to improve important community pillars like library services and community policing for uh-huh. Castro. So it could be this community, this community he loved that it could be better and it could be enough for everybody else Yeah, to be safe and be happy. However, despite this positive impact, um, Milk was still discriminated against for his identity. Mm. Um, he received death threats daily. Not all of them even from like local people. Oh my God. Um, he was rightfully concerned that he would be assassinated and recorded several audio versions of his will. Quote, to be read in the event of my assassination. End Jeez. quote. Yeah. To even have so, to think like that. Exactly. Um, on one of the tapes, he said, quote, if a bullet should enter my brain, let that bullet destroy every closet door, end quote. Oof. Right? So, and that's why I'm, that's why I'm bringing this up, because, like, dude, dude. Yeah, when I that's tell a you, heavy sentence. Oh, that's not, it's, it's a heavy sentence, but when I tell you self-fulfilling prophecies, this is gonna sound uber California, self-fulfilling prophecies are fucking real. Because, I mean, he was he was on this earth for a short time, but he did what he needed to do in that time, what yeah. he set out to do in that time. Um, so either way, Milk continued to gain traction in the public eye thanks to his commitment to ensuring that all of his constituents had the same opportunities and rights that they deserved. Uh, he even spoke out on state and national issues about marginalized community regarding marginalized communities and their rights like uh-huh. lgbtqia plus community women um black people and asian hispanic latino it like just any and all just mistreated mm-hmm. communities he was on their side so one of these issues that he spoke out against was state senator john briggs's initiative proposition six on the california ballot which would have uh, it would have allowed state schools like public schools to fire teachers if they figured out they were gay Ugh. it did not pass all right because milk dedicated his entire summer and fall to campaigning against this yeah in 1978 and he got so much attention for his like campaigning against it that he ended up getting the support the like outward support of then president jimmy carter and former california governor and future president ronald reagan who let me remind you was a republican yeah yeah jeez yeah so in one of his speeches milk said quote Gay people, we will not win our rights by staying quietly in our closets. 
We are coming out to fight the lies, the myths, the distortions. We are coming out to tell the truths about gays, for I am tired of the conspiracy of silence. So I am going to talk about it, and I want you to talk about it. You must come out, end quote. Now, again, if you're not safe, do not feel like you have to come out. Do not feel it's up to you. It's at the end of the day, nobody else's business. Yep. But what a powerful thing to encourage others to if they were thinking about it if they were unsure to be like in this community yeah you are safe yes yes so in that same vein um milk himself lobbied for an ordinance that he spearheaded that would ban employment housing and public accommodation discrimination against the lgbtq community Uh and it was passed. It was signed into law by Mayor Moscone on March 21st, 1978. And only one person voted against the measure. Mm. And that was Supervisor Dan White. Sounds Piece about white. Shit. Oh, honey, you don't even know. I'm, I'm oh, sure you're going to tell oh, me. Oh, baby sweetie, honey. Yes. Oh, I am. First of all, White was a Vietnam veteran and former police officer and fireman who believed that such a measure was a breakdown in traditional values and a growing tolerance of homosexuality. (gasps) I don't... I hate the traditional values argument. It's such bullshit. Because, like, literally, the the construct... I'm I'm saying this as a person who is getting married in almost 100 days, but... Shut um, the... mm, I can't. (laughs) Don't do that. I don't want to cry. It is literally, like, an institution of, like, I'm giving my daughter to a different man so that he can boss her around from now on. Yes. And so she can be miserable cleaning up after this fucking asshole now. And I'm so desperate to get rid of her, I'm going to give him three goats. Yeah. Like, that's the traditional values, is, like, giving away your child to some fucking dude. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's it. To unite your families so you can get more money. Instead of, like, two people who fought against everything to be together and want to start a family, they're going to put down so much money, so much time, so much resources, so much effort, so much heart, and so much care to have this family. And they fought for it instead of fucking two 16-year-olds boning accidentally on prom night and, like, oops. Like, what is more traditional values than, like, fighting for your family? I don't understand. I I mean, I I would even, to bring it to a more atomic level, what's more traditional than just loving someone because yeah. that's how a lot of this started that's how all like great stories start is they loved each other yeah god so loved the world like love is the like the the one atom that gets everything started yeah scientific terms so yeah he i i i'm with you in that this guy is a fuckhead yeah but to give he's some background just, he's just He's backwards. He's backwards, but also we're going to talk about just how much of a backwards fuckhead he is. Okay. I promise. You're going to get mad, but it's okay. So, White and Milk, like, just to lay the groundwork, they were elected to the San Francisco White and Milk. Oh, my God. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. Well, you know what? That's why. That's why. Because you know what the superior milk is? Chocolate. Please do not say strawberry. Do not fucking come for me. I used it's to mix milk. the two. Walk away. We're, we're, I'm canceling this podcast. <laughs> okay. That's take your fucking holiday spice Pepsi and get the fuck out of here. You that's, know what? That's, I would. That's if somebody sent crime. it to me, I haven't received it no yet. No one, God willing, will send this to you. <laughs> You're going to get it for like a wedding gift. You're going to get <gasps> it like, like a case of it. Oh, shut up. I need to, I need to like, I can't be even quiet. drink, uh, I can't even drink uh, soda anymore, but I will. If somebody oh, that's me. different. That's that. It's been so long since Holiday Spice Pepsi was a thing. It's not soda anymore. That's true. <laughs> it's fucking drain fluid. <laughs> it's the stuff they use to clean the blood off the side of the road. Oh wait, yeah. that's Coke. Um, so they were elected to the San Francisco City County Board a year apart, um, and frequently butted heads over mm. social and political issues during that year that Milk was on this board. You gotta have a work rival. Do you, though? Yeah. I didn't. Back when, remember when I was employed? Um, but, yeah. White campaigned when he when he ran. Um, he campaigned under the promise to, quote, eradicate malignancies that blight our city, end quote. But these malignancies, like the root of his concern, it wasn't like, oh, like poverty or two gay guys want to open up a business and merchants are telling them no. Yeah. Or there's dogs shitting everywhere. (laughs) Yeah, right. Apparently that was a huge problem that needed like it was in his first like 11 months. Big and small, (laughs) big and small. Um, daycares for working moms. Yeah. No. He was, like I said, he used to be a cop and he was steadfast in his loyalty to the racist and bigoted beliefs and practices within the San Francisco Police Department and was like, these are the values that I need to uphold. These are the values that I need to keep. I need to keep my the boys in blue safe if if he were alive spoiler alert if he were alive today he would 100 percent be waving that blue lives motherfucking matter flag uh. yeah so a year after he was elected in 1978 so the year milk was elected white did the whole like oh, i'm announcing i'm leaving the facebook group so people will try to convince me to stay thing yeah and resigned from his position on the board Saying his salary, I don't know if it's picking up on camera. My stomach is thinking about chilies and it wants chilies. And it is my cats sing the song of their people. My stomach is singing the song of chilies going, I want my baby back, baby back, baby back. Anyway, um, I promise that's the end of the tangent, but I it's gone off a couple times now and I can't not address it. <laughs> no, everyone is just listening to the traffic outside my window. <laughs> this is this is turning into an ASMR podcast. It really is. Um of traffic and stomach gurgles. Um, everybody's dream. So he resigned saying his salary of $9,600 a year wasn't enough to support his family. So he had to quit. Now, time for some math, but do not worry. Nobody worry. I didn't do the math. The computer did it for me. My brain is still what's left of it intact. It is not melted. Um, I, I math sends a chill up my spine every time it's uttered. So if it does it for you, just take comfort in the fact that I did not do math. Okay. Um, so 
1978 is the equivalent to about $39,636 today. So That's a salary. He's, yeah, he's making, uh, rounding up, he's making about 40000 a year. The average cost of housing in the state of California in 1980, so a couple years in the future, but that's fine because we're rounding up, was a little bit under $168,000. So the average, I know, I want to (laughs) die. The average, I can't, uh, when I tell you, I'm about to tell you the average monthly mortgage payment for that amount. And when I tell you it is, you're going to throw up, but it's also, it's about... It's it's under 10%. It's maybe 8% of my rent. Um, the, the average monthly mortgage payment would have been about $230 a month in 1980. <sighs> I want to die. My car payment is that much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Does that mean I have to live in my car? Um, so the median monthly, the median family income, according to census records for San Francisco, was $21,000 in 1979. So he was making like double. No, that was the median. Oh, okay. He he was making 9,600, but the per capita income was $9,265. Uh huh. But Caitlin, you ask, what's the difference? Okay, Caitlin, what's the difference? Thank you, honey. Uh, Well, my darling, that would be that the median family income is the income below 50% and above 50%. In the households. Okay. Whereas still math. But it's math. If I get it, then anybody can get it. Okay. Michael had to teach me math in like three hours so I could pass that fucking class in college. Like if I I can understand this, you can understand this. So the median income, the, the point is it's the below 50 and above 50 for households. Yeah. The per capita income is the average of everybody's income in all of San Francisco. Now, granted, that includes children, yeah. but that also includes whatever the, highest, the fucking highest paid. I was going to say whatever yeah. the fucking equivalent of the Silicon Valley people were. So all this is to say that white salary was average, just like he was. Yeah. Um, and before you ask, I did try to get the average police officer's salary to compare, like for San Francisco. But those records for the San Francisco PD just can't seem to be found, which is, I don't, I don't know, not very transparent. Yeah, and that's also fishy because I work for local government and my salary is uh, online for anyone to see. Oh, and so I is can do a Google. Uh, all of the, the cops in town. So are all the teachers. I, th- I don't know if teachers are on there, but... Mm. um. There, like if you like have like secretaries a, and things yeah. like that yeah if you have like a local government job then like your salary is available for everyone to see yeah on on their website i think it goes back as far as 2010 2012 okay that's that's all they show um but for for comparison's sake i was finding it in missouri um i think in st louis I was finding, like, for for 1980, I was finding records for Chicago PD. I was finding records for the NYPD. Like, there's no LAPD, which I thought about, but I was like, oh, I mean, slightly different. Yeah. There's no reason why I shouldn't have been able to find this information. And I fucking looked, let me tell you. Um, But anyway, so white quit. But 
then he had a change of heart because he was such a champion of his supporters and the family traditional values shit and also completely unrelated his former colleagues at the police station who needed him back on board so he could prevent the passage of a federal consent decree that was going to create harsher consequences for police brutality and prevent the officers from being able to continue discriminating against and assaulting minorities and members of marginalized communities in san francisco but i mean well you gotta beat somebody don't you i mean they seem to think so literally fucking i can't i I know that seems like something that immediately gets uh proposed and you're like yeah you shouldn't be able to just beat the shit out of somebody with no recourse yeah because you don't like how they look or talk or walk or act um no but that's here's it, it gets a little more fucked up because so he went to moscone and was basically like but what if no what if i just what if that didn't happen and at the urging of milk and other members of the board who knew this was coming and they felt the police needed to be held accountable and that the citizens of san francisco needed to be protected and they knew that so the board was currently deadlocked over this decision yeah so if white comes back and muscone who is progressive doesn't appoint a liberal member to the board white's vote will tip it in favor of this bill not passing and these people not being protected. Yes. So Moscone denied the request, which not only upset White, but it also further drove his conviction that the goddamn bleeding heart hippie liberals like Milk and Moscone and, well... Anyone who didn't agree with what he said. Well, and and most of us here... um, they were ruining San Francisco and its traditional pro-police values. Okay. So who had Harvey Milk was against police brutality way before it was cool on their bingo card? Because not I. But we love to see it. Yeah. We don't love to see the next part. No. Because <sighs> we know what's coming. It's always about this time. Um, on November 27th, 1978, a disgruntled white armed with a, <laughs> a disgruntled white. That's a it. disgruntled white. There's a lot of disgruntled so many whites of out there yes. right now. Many named Karen, some named Kevin. Um, I'm sorry if your name is Karen or Kevin and you're listening. Um, so he snuck into the San Francisco city hall through a basement window Um, All of the basement windows had negligently been left open for ventilation. And he did this so he would avoid the metal detectors, the main entrances, because he had a .35 caliber revolver. And so he gets in through the basement and entered Moscone's office and began to argue with him once again about White's desire to be reinstated before Moscone first was just like, let's go to a private room so all this yelling doesn't disturb anybody else yeah what does jj bittenbinder say never go to a second location yeah not that this would have made a difference but if you're in a fight with somebody don't do it yeah don't do it in a private location because if it escalates you have no witnesses no help nobody to intervene and even beyond that if they go then turn around and say oh and they hit me Who's going to who's going to be able to back you up? 
Exactly. You need. Or they said this. Like you need you need that insurance. You need that insurance, boo boo. But yeah. So when Moscone stood firm that he would not reinstate White, White took out his revolver and shot Moscone twice in the head and twice in the chest. He then walked down the hall and killed Milk as well. He blamed Milk for his Milk and his anti-police brutality policies for him not being reinstated. And so he shot him twice in the head, twice in the chest, and once in the back. Oh, my God. Yep. And as I said earlier, um, Milk had only served 11 months in office. Wow. Not even a year. So soon after the murders, White turned himself in to his former colleagues at the police station. Yeah. Who took care of him real good. But we'll get into that. In response to Milk's assassination, um, Milk had a teenage nephew named Stuart Milk. He was very close with him. Mm-hmm. They, the two were very close. And Stuart, along with countless others across the country, came out in his honor. <gasps> oh. Yeah. And Milk's legacy also gave other politicians the courage to come out, including Massachusetts Congressman Jerry Studs and Barney Frank. Mm-hmm. Um. At this, uh, this is all the day that he was, or what I'm about to tell you, this is all the day that he was assassinated. Yeah. A spontaneous march for gay rights was led on Washington, D.C., with attendees chanting, Harvey Milk lives. Mm. That night, a crowd of thousands of people spontaneously and peacefully gathered on Castro Street and marched to City Hall in a silent candlelight vigil for milk. Wow. Yeah. So during his trial... I'm I'm not doing this because I'm emotional. I've got rage. <laughs> so yeah. you're about no, honey. You don't know. No, no, no. Oh, no. You don't even know. You don't even know the following. Everybody, if you're driving, park your car right now. <laughs> yes, but actually, when I tell you, I like got up from my computer and had to walk away. <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm pissed. White's attorney claimed that White was operating under severe mental distress. Okay. Due to the loss of his job. Okay. And had therefore previous abandoned. You mean the job he left? Yes. Yes. The job Um, he elected to leave. The job he chose to leave. Yes. But then was like, ooh, I want it back. But actually, Um, never mind. JK? Mulligan? Um, He had, he was so depressed, so besotten. That's a word that nobody uses anymore. Because as a um, cis, straight white man, he couldn't find any other job. Right? With all of his qualifications, whatever the they days, may be. They're taking all the jobs. Um, he had abandoned his previously very healthy, I'm sure, cops, donuts, lifestyle. And on the day of the killings, had overindulged in way too much junk food, including Coke, donuts see coke as coke as in the soda not the drink as in as in yes as in the drink as in the cola yes coca-cola donuts and twinkies they're they're bleeding sugar ate so much he could not be accountable for his crimes then i could fucking murder scores of people right i I could have murdered someone today if i eat a burrito i black out and just fucking drive a truck into traffic I ate my goddamn weight in Wendy's yesterday and then drove down the street for a McFlurry. And you're telling me I could have killed somebody last night and I didn't? And I could have gotten off on it? 
I could have gotten away with it too. If it weren't for those fucking vegetables. Um, that's yeah, uh, so- that's the biggest <laughs> bullshit defense I've ever heard of. Yes, this bullshittery became known as the Twinkie defense. <gasps> I love I don't that it love has it. a name. I, I love that it has a name. I don't love it just because of I don't know whether or not the double entendre was intended. Because I don't like think so. I, I, all right. Um but because people were fucking ignorant and stupid and he was in the police's pocket, on May twenty first, nineteen seventy-nine, the Twinkie defense prevailed and White was acquitted of murder charges and sentenced to less than eight years in prison for voluntary manslaughter. No, you know what the one thing that that just gets rid of all of that? He snuck in a basement window. Yeah. That's premeditation. Yes. He knew that he needed to get around metal detectors. Right. To get the gun through. And he went, he crawled through a basement basement window. Yeah. He didn't even fucking like try to like huff himself up into a window no, that it's was not like it's not like he above and open it's not he like he ran in there like gun blazing no he yeah. snuck in hid a weapon and then yes. got in a fight and then decided to pull the weapon out when and then it wasn't decided going to pull it way. out a second time yeah um and that's the other thing he did it not once but twice and he shot not once but for nine times yeah, at two at two different people. At two different people. Yeah, so he wasn't just waving a gun wildly, like shooting it, whatever. He went in he to murder deliberate. these two people. Yes, and with the exception of shooting Harvey Milk in the back, which, quite frankly, I can only imagine was because he was running away. Yeah. Um, he, he shot them in the same spots. He went for the head and he went for the chest. And don't forget, he's a cop. Yeah. He knows. He knows how to kill a person. So, yeah. So... To add insult to injury, um, again, he was acquitted on May 21st, 1979 and sentenced and all that jazz. Yeah. May 21st, 1979 was the day before what would have been Milk's 49th birthday. Wow. Yeah. So what came next is now known as the White Knight Riots. And basically, San Francisco citizens were fucking furious, rightfully so, with the outcome of the trial and stormed City Hall. Yeah, they vandalized city property, and again, remember he was a cop, um, no longer a cop, but was for a very long time, and was doing his whole political career in the interest of cops. Yep. Um, yeah, they set fire to more than f- I forget how many because my it got deleted in my notes somehow. But they set fire to a fuck ton of police cars, mm. torched the bitches, and in response. More than 5,000 police officers raided the Castro, vandalized gay businesses, particularly bars and nightclubs, and beat up citizens on the street. Yeah. Which is shocking to me because something like that would never happen today, much less back then when they had to put out an ordinance to literally stop them from fucking doing it. Not that it made any difference. Mm -hmm. But yeah. So by the end of the riots, 124 people were injured. Every single one that I... Every single source that I used gave the number of cops that were injured. I don't give a fuck. White ended up serving six years in prison. Not even the full almost eight years. Yeah. And ultimately, he committed suicide in 1985, one year after his release. (laughs) I'm not one to promote suicide. I'm not one to say, oh, good, they killed themselves. 
But at the same time, you know, he clearly knew that he had done something wrong. Yeah. And that's just indication. Mm-hmm. Um, and he also was very clearly not well, but that I don't think suicide is necessarily an indication of that. But anyway, now we've moved on to first, we're going to talk about the social impact. So first off, again, remember, Milk started out as a well before he was in the Navy. He started out as a public school teacher. Yeah. On Long Island. Several schools have been named after him, mm-hmm. including the Harvey Milk High School in New York City and the elementary school in his old neighborhood in the Castro. Oh, yeah. So in San Francisco, there's a federal building at the U.S. Job Corps Center on Treasure Island named after Milk, as well as a public recreation center, a branch of the public library and a public plaza. Is there anything named after this white fella? No. Well, White Hmm. Castle, maybe. I hate myself. Um, So a memorial plaque to Milk reads, quote, his life is an inspiration to all people committed to equal opportunity and an end to bigotry, end quote. Yeah. Which is just chef kiss. So in 2008, a statue of Milk was erected in the center rotunda at San Francisco City Hall in 2008. I don't know why I said that twice, but okay, we're good. On August 12th, 2009, Stuart Milk, his nephew, on behalf of his uncle, accepted a posthumously awarded Medal of Freedom from President Barack Obama, who Mm. praised Milk's, quote, visionary courage and conviction, end quote, while fighting against discrimination of all forms. That same year, Stuart Milk also accepted Harvey's induction into the California Hall of Fame from then First Lady of California Maria Kennedy Shriver. And the California State Legislature passed a bill designating Milk's birthday, May 22nd, as an annual, quote, Harvey Milk Day, which was introduced by Senator Mark Leno and was supported by Stuart Milk and Equality for California. Mm -hmm. And while it's an official holiday in California, it's celebrated nationwide, worldwide. It's not like a thing where like people take off or anything like that, but it's something where like everybody kind of knows like on like honors yeah Harvey honors Milk everything day. that he did and fought for and uses him as an inspiration to yeah. go out and continue to do all those things yeah like look at where we are now for from that one less than a year that he spent trying to set a better example and make his community and our country better yeah and and also just like think of how far we could have gotten without that or, or with that, with with yeah. him still alive, how much he could have done. Yeah, if he did all that in 11 months, can you imagine? Right, right. Um, so yeah, so in 2012, the city of San Diego named the, a, so there's this street in San Diego that literally leads right up to the doors of San Diego's LGBT center. Uh-huh. So they named that street Harvey Milk Street. Mm-hmm. And... In Long Beach, they dedicated the Harvey Milk Oceanside Promenade and Park. So it's all over California. We got Southern Southern California. We got Mid-Southern California. We got Northern California. We got not California. It's everywhere. Um, And that was a perfect segue that I wasn't thinking because the next thing in my notes. Internationally. (laughs) Literally everywhere. The LGBTQIA plus community centers in Verona, Italy and Annunzion, Paraguay are named after milk. Wow. 
Yeah, that's a fucking reach. In 2014, the United States Postal Service issued a Harvey Milk Forever stamp, which was officially the first time an openly LGBTQIA plus official received such an honor. Wow. Yeah. And in July 2016, the United States Navy announced that a naval fleet oiler would be christened the USNS Harvey Milk in recognition of, uh, in recognition of Milk's years with the Navy and his civil rights activism. Hmm. Stuart Milk praised it. He said it sent, quote, a green light to all the brave men and women who serve our country, that honesty and authenticity are held up among the highest ideals of our nation's military, end quote. And um, California State, State Senator Scott Weiner also released a statement celebrating the announcement, which said, quote, when Harvey Milk served in the military, he couldn't tell anyone who he truly was. Now our country is telling men and women, the men and women who serve and the entire world that we honor and support people for who they are, end quote. Hmm. So nice. But I, I will say, though, that it it was like a 50-50 in terms of people liking it publicly because some felt that the recognition would not have actually been something that Milk wanted because of his later anti-war stances. Yeah, exactly. But he did come from a Navy family. He was in the Navy. So and unfortunately, we can't ask him. Yeah. Um. So. But it it happened. In addition to paving the way for LGBTQIA plus politicians and activists, uh, Milk's life, career, legacy, all of them have had a pretty significant influence on pop culture. Yeah. Um, Randy Schiltz wrote a biography on him in 1982 titled The Mayor of Castro Street. Um, that's just one of the most popular books about Milk. Yeah. Uh, it has a 4.09 out of 5 on Goodreads and like 4,000-something reviews. Whoa. Yeah. And the synopsis is, quote, The mayor of Castro Street is Schiltz's acclaimed story of Harvey Milk, the man whose personal life, public career, and tragic assassination mirrored the dramatic and unprecedented emergence of the gay community in America during the 1970s. His is a story of personal tragedies and political intrigues, assassination in City Hall and massive riots in the streets, the miscarriage of justice and the consolidation of gay power and gay hope, end quote. So if you want to check that out, highly recommend that you do. Mm -hmm. um, and that also came out, what, like four years math after Harvey Milk was murdered? Something like that. 79, 80, 81, 82. Ooh, I'm so good at math. Uh <laughs> And so a couple years later, Robert Epstein released his 1984 documentary, The Times of Harvey Milk, uh -huh. which also told the story of his legacy. It has an 8.3 out of 10 on IMDb, a 92% Google score, and a 96% tomato meter rating and 94% audience score, which mm -hmm. I will say this shit often does not happen on IMDb, I mean, on Rotten Tomatoes, where you get an audience score and... A critic's score, a, a tomato yeah. meter rating, and a critic's consensus, um, which is, quote, true to its title, the Times of Harvey Milk looked back on the life of the titular politician and activist and the era he helped define with his trailblazing career, end quote. Short and sweet, super cute, super good, super beautiful. And it won the Oscar for Best Documentary Features mm. in 1985. But if it, I believe 
it's available if you're rich and have HBO Max. It's on there. Um, but also, it's two ninety nine to rent it on. I think like Prime and Vudu and um, like Apple and YouTube and things like that. And if you're kind of on the fence about it, just know that Harvey Firestein narrates the whole entire thing. <gasps> so yes. I'm, yeah, it's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it. Um, Milk was also included in Time Magazine's list of the Time 100, the most important people of the century in 1999. He was listed under the heroes and icons category alongside the likes of Anne Frank, Princess Diana, and Rosa Parks. Mm, Okay. Yeah. So can you imagine in 1999, this man was murdered 20 plus years before he made such an impact that he is included... Uh, Mother Teresa was on there. Yeah. Uh, Like, just fucking unbelievable in terms of of 100 people in a variety of categories. He was included. Mm -hmm. Uh, But probably the most well-known is the 2008 Gus Van Sant biopic, Milk, which was pretty... We were, like, of the coming-of-age age then uh-huh. <laughs> i remember it being a pretty big deal that yes. people that people like really loved it and it was such a good movie um, i feel like we watched it in school oh i went to catholic school so i did not oh all right <laughs> yeah we i we had teachers who were gay who could not come out as being gay and would come out yeah. to a select few students after the end of the year no no after they graduated yeah no 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 um we had a teacher who was fired because he was living with one of the administrative assistance because they were in like a 10-year unmarried relationship Mm. um anyway enough about that this movie received a total of eight academy award nominations and won in two categories best actor for sean penn's portrayal of the titular character harvey milk and best screenplay which went to screenwriter dustin lance black and those are only some of the awards that this movie like it just it it for those who who do who don't remember for those who haven't heard of it like it fucking it was just it was everywhere it was everywhere it won i I think or it was at least nominated it was nominated for a couple of baftas it was sean penn was nominated for a golden globe i mean it was just it was a lot of there was a lot of buzz around it um but it's it, it it's just it's i can't even begin to descri- to describe like what a difference it made i think at least because being a kid also and seeing something that i was what like 13 14 and seeing oh like there was a gay man that made like a really huge difference in our country yeah and he he did like all of these things and whatnot and i mean and it also being a kid that went to catholic school and did not learn about well really anything that wasn't white um (laughs) it it made me seek it out and it it just i can't even imagine for other kids what that was what what an influence that had and that how expanded their worldview was as a result because i sure as fuck no mine was um so in addition to starring sean penn as harvey milk um it stars two not so good dudes that we're not really going to touch on but it also stars 
Allison Pill, who is that girl who's in pretty much everything, but you don't know her name, but you should. Okay. She was in Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Okay. All right. You all right? You don't know it. That's fine. Uh, but she plays Anne Cronenberg, um, the the political aide and campaign manager for Milk, uh-huh. and stage and screen legend Victor Garber plays Mayor Moscone. Mm-hmm. Josh Brolin, aka fucking Thanos, oh, plays yeah. Dan White. All right. On brand. On brand for Josh Brolin. Sure. But it has a 7.5 on IMDb, an 84% Google score, a 98, or excuse me, I can't read, 93% tomato meter rating on Rotten Tomatoes with an 89% audience score and a critics consensus of, quote, anchored by Sean Penn's powerhouse performance, Milk is a triumphant account of America's first openly gay man elected to public office, end quote. Mm. And if that's not enough, you can watch it for free on Peacock. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, we love a freebie. So Stuart Milk and Anne Cronenberg, again, like we touched on her a little bit, they established the Harvey Milk Foundation in 2009, which per its website is, quote, dedicated to realizing his vision of equality and authenticity for everyone everywhere, Mm. end quote. And I felt that was a good note to end on. Yeah. Like so he that. he just and the fact that he still makes a difference. He yeah. still is impacting not just his little community of the Castro, but all over the world. Yeah. It's just he is someone to be celebrated. Yeah. And I really hope that that's that 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 we did that. But I <laughs> that we presented that. Yes. That we presented that. Yes. Because what really got me about this was he wasn't killed because he like Dan White was a shitty dude. Make yeah. no fucking mistake. He was a shitty dude. But he at the end of the day was not killed because he was gay. He was killed because he felt that cops needed to be held accountable. Yeah. And that is just I I again, shitty dude, but I think that's I find it I just find it very interesting poignant i'm not really sure but it's just it's it would have been better if he wasn't killed at all for everybody's sake yeah of course yeah because he wasn't just fighting for uh lgbtqia um rights and uh basic freedoms he was fighting for literally everybody yes yeah anybody who did not have as much of a voice as a straight white man yeah he fought successful cis white man yes yes cis white man um it just all of it he and i wouldn't even go so so far as to say successful i would say rich because yeah he like he advocated for the truck drivers he advocated for women for working mothers he advocated for members of his community yeah he advocated for Anybody who was being kept down by this fucked up administration and it's just and again, I, I hate I hate to think about it, but I love to think about like think of how much he could have accomplished had he yeah had some spineless little man with a complex. Yeah. And it, I mean, it's good to hear all of the um, the steps forward 
we've taken since then. But I mean, there's still so many things that need to be addressed, oh, yeah. fixed, looked oh, at, yeah. <laughs> just everything. Yeah, I mean, um, it's still, we've got such a long way to go. Um, but now, as our our listener said, now is a time for celebration. And mm-hmm. I think that a large part of why we are here now is because of all that he accomplished. Yeah, he set the stage for a lot of accomplishments that have happened since then. Yeah, he laid the foundation. And not just for policy change and advancing the progress, but also just the fact that he gave politicians, gay politicians, the courage to also, well, Harvey Milk did it, so I can serve my community. Yeah. I can run and try to make a difference. And yeah. the fact that he's done that, I mean, we've got a fucking gay man as the head of transportation in this current administration. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's beautiful. It's wild. It's, it's, Incredible. It's how it should be and how it should have always been. Yes, yes. And we've got so much more to go, but, you know, we've made progress. We continue to make progress. And, I mean, I think that's really, that's what Pride is all about, is look how yeah. far we've come. And never stop fighting for it. And never stop fighting for it. Just be a Harvey Milk. Yeah. If you want more information on any of those things, check out all of the uh books and movies and documentaries everything that was mentioned um check out the harvey milk foundation yes the harvey milk foundation i just i'm double checking the web address because i second guess myself with everything but that's fine it is https colon slash slash milk like the moo juice foundation like the foundation dot org perfect yep check it out um, you can also go to our website, crimeculturepodcast.tumblr.com. You can check out any of our social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can join our Patreon. Um, and with that, um, happy Pride. Happy and Pride. We will see you next Tuesday. Hell yeah. Bye. Bye.